welcome to The Kurt Locker, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Kurt Russell. My name is Andrew Gormley, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-hosts. She also makes her eggs by splashing them around in a pot. <laughs> Whitney Nelson. Uh, that's factually inaccurate. I make the best eggs of anyone you know. She gently coddles her eggs. So. I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that other voice you heard does think it's the smartest getting involved. <laughs> Lindsay Nelson joins us again. Yeah, accurate. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Wow, what a uh, what a film! As you may have noticed, I uh, I was barely able to get intros together for you because this is not um, I would not categorize this as the as the funnest movie I've ever no. seen. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was uh, quite difficult to get through this film. But uh, I, I I feel like I am better for having watched it. So yeah. excited to get into it with both of mm-hmm. you with both of you. So. Let's get the contact and housekeeping out of the way first, all that good stuff, and then we'll uh, we'll get into it. So, uh, as always, I want to mention that you can find the podcast at 12and24.com. That's the numerals 12and24.com. You can email us, kurtlockerpod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at kurtlockerpod. I guess it's also worth mentioning, uh, just because there's going to be a, a tiny update pretty soon, that we do have a store on 12 and 24 with some merch in it. And I don't think I've ever, (laughs) ever mentioned it before. But like, we sell like a shirt or two a month and I'm okay with that. We're not like making any money off of it. We don't put our brand or anything on there. I just like making shirts. Yeah, it's, it's it's not for promotion of the show. It's really just for promotion of... Keanu Reeves and potentially <laughs> soon to come Kurt Russell. Yeah, absolutely soon to come Kurt Russell. So that'll be uh, probably after this episode, I'll post some new shirts that I just, uh, they're simple, they're goofy, but I mainly make them so that I can order and wear them. <laughs> and then it just so happens that other people enjoy it as yeah. well. My, <laughs> so. my Keanu John shirt is my favorite t-shirt. Ah, oh, See, they're good quality shirts. <laughs> they too, are good which quality is really shirts. Nice. It's very comfy. It washes well. And also, it's got the names of ev- all of my favorite Keanu Jones. <laughs> it's a great shirt. It's a great shirt. Don't take my word for it. Take mine. Whitney just endorsed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you'd like, if you don't want to go on the website and you just want to chat with us, not in the context of this show, you can join us on our Discord and chat uh, in real time and, and listen in live to the show, just like Claire is doing, like I think... Maybe who else is here? Let me check. Lane Train's here. Lane Train's ready to talk. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll buzz you in in a second, buddy. Uh, <laughs> already raised. Already raised the hand. <laughs> it's great. People can raise their hand in the Discord to ask to be buzzed yeah. in. It's really wonderful. Uh, to do that, go to 1224.com slash Discord, uh, and, you can, and you can join along. And then finally, if you want to support us with a moment of your time, please share the show with your friends. Rate and review us on iTunes. Brings more folks into the fray. We game the algorithm and all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to let Lane Train speak. But I think we're going to move along pretty quickly here, but let's do this. I press these buttons. Let's see. Lane Train, are you ready? Are you here? Lane Train's here. What's happening, guys? Lane Train! (laughs) First of all, I believe, I'm looking at my watch here, I believe you are a married man now. So if that is the case, congratulations, sir. Oh, thank you. And you want to know something? I want to tell you. I want to tell you. 
you know, uh, Casey, Casey, Casey is definitely she's love she's, of your life. Absolutely, I you want to know some? She's like she reminded me of the show. She's oh, you better not miss this show. Adam is you know the man. <laughs> Thank you, Casey. Thank you for uh, uh, thank you both for for tuning in live. Mm-hmm. This is wonderful. And, you want, and I, I just want to put out there: we're looking at a house right now. We could host the Kurt Locker Pod down in the basement of this house. That's what? Cool. <laughs> amazing. We're gonna go on location. Yes, on location. On location okay. to Mister and Mrs. Lane Train. I like, but I do want to say, you know, I did see this movie. I thought it was not bad. I liked it. The only downfall, though, I, I would say the the down the the downfall. I'm not a big Cher fan. I'm really not. And a Meryl Streep, she's subpar at best, in my opinion. I might. Lane train. Lane what? train Whoa. wants to fight somebody today. At subpar at best. What? You, you, no, because because I'll tell you what. You know, she has one role that she can always play. All right. And it, it, if it's not that, she... You need a beer for this. She, she's so part. <laughs> I like the way you think, buddy. I like the way you think. <laughs> My man. But, but I thought Kurt Russell did well. And Craig T. Nelson brings an epic performance. I mean, that man's bring it, bringing yeah, up what... Quite a creep. Uh, you know, so I thought, not a bad movie. I'm not going to say the... I'm not. I wouldn't put it top five or top ten of out of every Kurt Russell movie I've ever seen. But I thought okay. he did a really good uh, performance, and I thought. Uh, I mean, it was. I compare this movie. I don't know if you guys have reviewed it or just skipped it over, but like in searching for the gods. I just thought it was good. He did a good part, um, but it just didn't have the oomph of the, all the other Kurt Russell movies. Okay. All right. I mean, you're, you're, you, we're getting, you're skipping ahead a little bit here, but what we're going to do is uh, with some clever editing, I'm going to probably insert your thoughts <laughs> closer to when we get there, but way to kick things off. Yeah. And with some I mean, very strong opinion. You, Swing. Yeah. Lane train comes out sw- he, he, for the fences. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You could be part of the show just like Lane Train, just like Claire, all that good stuff. <laughs> but for now, let's rewind time <laughs> and start with uh, Lindsay, if you'd be so kind. Tell us what we're here to talk about Absolutely. today. Absolutely. Today we are talking about the film Silkwood. What about the radiation effects from all this material? We've all seen the poor guy suffering the effects of sunburn. Well, radiation's like that. <laughs> there was a contamination in our section. They're saying that you did it. I just hate people talking about me that way. Karen, the company's got to blame somebody, otherwise it's their fault. Sounds like they're trying to get rid of you. I wish I could take care of you. I'm doing something good. I know what you're doing. You're the wrong person to be doing. I was just thinking if you'd ever quit, come away with me. I can't quit now. The plot synopsis from IMDb is a worker at a petroleum processing plant is purposefully contaminated. Oh, 
you're right. Thank you. A worker at a plutonium <laughs> processing plant is purposefully contaminated, psychologically tortured, and possibly murdered to prevent her from exposing worker safety violations at the plant. This movie was written by Nora Ephron and Alice Arlen. Did not realize the first time I saw this that it was a Nora Ephron movie. Was very surprised when mm-hmm. I saw that this one. And mm-hmm. directed by Mike Nichols. Uh, co-starring alongside Kurt are... Primarily Meryl Streep and Cher. Rounding out the supporting cast, we have Craig T. Nelson, Diana Scarwind, Fred Ward, Ron Silver, Charles Hallahan, E. Catherine Carr, and Bruce McGill. A uh, really deep bench with the acting talent and the like character actors yeah, in particular it is, on this it movie. It is, yes. So, uh, so, Whitney, what do the critics and audiences have to say? Well... On Rotten Tomatoes, we have a 74% critical score and a 78% audience score, which is closer in agreement than we almost ever see from critics and audiences. So um, from Hollywood Reporter, we have Dwayne Burge, who says... Extraordinary portrayals of everyday people characterize the contribution of director Mike Nichols's talented, diverse cast. Once again, Nichols justifies his past plaudits for bringing the best out of his players. Uh, we have a mm-hmm. user review from Jennifer X on Rotten Tomatoes, who gave it three and a half out of five stars and says, Silkwood felt kind of preachy and also hippie at the same time, but Meryl Streep is a pretty magnetic <laughs> actress and she pulls us through. And then uh-huh. we have feedback okay. from Claire's mom. <gasps> beloved Buckle institution up. of this podcast, Claire's mom. <laughs> who says, I truly loved this film, warts and all. I think the reason it was not well-received is people could not understand the breaking of social norms, and in the end, this film fell right back into social norms, which was disappointing and unbelievable given the offenses. Oh, no. Claire just interrupted. Breaking news. I'm reading the wrong review. That's not true. No. This was the one. (laughs) Claire... (laughs) I'm reading what Claire's mom said about swing shift. See, we get so far ahead of ourselves. You know, this is okay. Um, Claire, I don't think. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Claire, hold on. I got it. (laughs) Press the button. Claire said she couldn't talk, but look at her raising her hand. Claire, you're on the air. What did your mom think? I'm sorry. I grabbed the wrong thing. No, I meant uh, I couldn't talk because you hadn't promoted me yet. I can talk now. Oh, <laughs> perfect. Um, okay, You're an admin no. now. Great. Mom said that she saw Silkwood when it first came out and it has stuck with her ever since. Um, but interestingly, she actually forgot that it was a Kurt Russell movie because the performances of Meryl Streep and Cher and everybody else kind of, you know, his character is not really the focus of the movie. So she yeah. forgot it was him playing that mm-hmm. role she loved this movie she didn't know what else to say except that it was simply perfect uh but that okay. she'd forgotten it was a kurt russell film because she saw it when it first came out and you know meryl streep is what stood out in her memory and share and all that yeah um, and i also asked her whether it was more or less scary reading it be like watching it now after you know very high profile nuclear accidents like chernobyl and she said mm-hmm. no it was really freaking scary in the first place 
<laughs> that yeah, checks out. That's, yeah. That's good to know. I only know like post Chernobyl, you know, I've only lived in a post Chernobyl world that I <laughs> post three mile Island. Post exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So to know yeah. that it was just as scary in the first place is good to know. So I was sorry to interrupt your rhythm, but it, you know that you were reading swing shift. That would have meant mom didn't like Silkwood and she loved Silkwood. Okay. All right. Claire's mom loved this. Loved it. Jennifer X was middling on it. And uh, the our critics, or at least the critic quote that we got. The one that we pulled uh, said, good job. Really, really enjoyed it. Yep. So. I think diverse cast is uh, something that I would. Only in the early 90s would this <laughs> yeah. be considered a diverse cast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there boy. are women in this movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And I think Fred was Fred Ward supposed to be playing a, a, Native, a Native American. Native American, I believe Jesus so, Christ. but they do not say it outright. He definitely has the affect, right? Yes. Like the yes, it's, there's, he's got there's a kind a, of Navajo accent, kind yeah. of, and yeah, he has this, the speech pattern and the accent, and then the like. One thing we really hear him say is a, a joke about Native American. Yes. Yeah. So that's that was a little that was something. I like Fred Ward. Don't get me wrong. I love Fred you know. Ward. So like, I was hyped weird. when I saw that he was in this movie. I, again, what Lindsay was saying about the like deep bench of mm-hmm. character actors. Almost every person in this movie is a person that you recognize. You may yeah. not know all of their names, but like you've seen them in stuff. Yeah. I was right up until the I, end. I didn't know Cher was in this. Again, I hadn't seen it and I didn't know anything about it other than it was like a big deal. Yeah. No idea that Cher was in it. Had no idea that Fred Ward was in it. It was just a lot of pleasant surprises when it came to the cast of this movie. Yeah, I guess. So Lindsay is the only only one among us who had seen this prior uh, to our, our watching of it. So yeah. I... Uh, I think I'd like to hear your thoughts first on it to see like how how long ago did you first see it and then what are your thoughts on it like now did it is it like essentially does it hold up uh in your memory um and then what did you think of it overall It's pretty similar to what I remember I saw it like 15 years ago on like Turner Classic Movies or okay. <laughs> so um yeah. and I do remember finding it very interesting at the time and it caused me to go look up a bunch of stuff about the you know actual Aaron Silkwood the woman who was a real person who this movie is um about uh I did not remember like I said did not realize it was a Nora Ephron movie it does not feel like a Nora Ephron movie to me very much but uh, partially because the women who are friends in it actually like and are relatively nice to each other, which is one of my big hangups with Nora Ephron movies, is that, like, all of her yeah, There's a lot of, like, mean girl sort of dynamics yeah. to the relationships. Like, a Nora lot of her Ephron female movies. characters talk about how women can't actually be friends and they all hate each other and stuff. And I'm like, that might be your personal experience, Nora Ephron, but that is not a universal womanhood thing. Yeah. Um, And they, they, all I can tell you is she was, she was terribly kind to me. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, I liked Cher's character a lot and I liked the relationship that they had. The whole, I found the whole um, beautician at a morgue 
who Cher was dating subplot much more, much funnier than I did the first time I saw it. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that little diversion in this uh-huh. watching. Um, I will say, it, as far as plot and stuff goes, you have the problem that you have any time that somebody, it's like an actual person's life, is like, where do you start and where do you stop and how much do you include, you know? Um, yeah. Because when it's a real person's life, it doesn't have a necessarily a neat plot arc kind of thing. And I would have liked them to go a little bit more into what happened after she died. Now, they do definitely come down on the side Spoiler of... Spoiler alert. Sh- <gasps> oh, she sorry. dies. Wait, what? <laughs> um, they Spoilers do for real life. seem to be coming down on the side of she was killed, right? Yeah. But there was, like, the cops first wrote a report that said that she was too tired for driving back from the union meeting from Albuquerque, and that's why she crashed, and then they... Somebody brought forth evidence that she flew back, so she didn't drive back. And then they were like, oh, it's because she had uh, quaaludes in her system, which she had been prescribed for insomnia. So that's why she crashed and completely ignored the fact that there were like dents in the back of her car. Yeah. Um, And the fact that the folder of of documents that she had, uh, which she was bringing to the New York Times reporter was seen in her car when she was leaving the cafe. And then the company, you know, from the power plant showed up to make sure there weren't any traces of plutonium in her car and remove it. And after that happened, the folder was never seen again. Aha. So I definitely think the preponderance of evidence was that she was assassinated. But I mean, they do tend to come down on that because they have the lights of the car coming up behind her, which follows the like dents in the back of her. She was forced off the road theory. Um, But I thought I felt like the ending was a little bit abrupt. Otherwise, I thought they did a pretty good job of encapsulating the story. Mm -hmm. I think the Mm -hmm. character development is one of the strongest parts of this movie. They all feel very real. I will Mm -hmm. say this is the most low key character Cher has ever played. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Cher's characters are usually a bit more bombastic, you know, uh, people than, than this character is. But their relationship, like the three of them and kind of their relationship, all of the workers at the plant and stuff felt very real. And, uh, you know, the characters felt like distinct and interesting. Um, when I saw this the first time when I was younger, I strongly disliked Kurt Russell's character. And I still... I'm kind of like exasperated with him, but I have a little bit more understanding of where he's coming from as like a, you know, an older person. Um, but I I think uh, as far as like technical work, cinematography, I think the cinematography is really good. They do a lot of showing, not telling, which could be both in the writing and in the like cinematography and directing. But I mean, mm-hmm. things like close ups on the wig of the first coworker that we see, you know, getting the Silkwood shower and everything like that. Like they did uh, a lot of visual storytelling, which I thought was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a solid, dramatic biography. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, one of the best ever of that kind of movie, but I think it's just, it's like a very competent example of that. But I do think the actors are who really like make this movie come alive. All of their work was really good. Um, and 
Although they, there's a little bit, just like the one guy seems to be playing a Native American character, there's a lot of like, we want to make sure you know these people are Southern stuff in this movie <laughs> that I also think wouldn't fly today. Like the yeah. whole lounging on the bed in front of a Confederate flag with a banjo just feels a little heavy handed. <laughs> a little on the nose, maybe? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so you, overall, you, yeah. It sounds like this. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this, this movie. For you. Yeah. I think it's a good representation of a real person's story for the most part, um, and I think that the acting is the strongest part of it. So okay, all right, Whitney, would you like to uh, follow up on that? Maybe. Sure. Um, overall, this movie was very good. This is. 100% not my kind of movie. This is never the kind of movie that I, like, seek out or um, super enjoy watching. Anything that sort of... Um, that deals with the... Obviously, this is scandalous in a way, but it's also very slow, boring politics of corporations and people fighting against yeah. corporations. And that's never been my cup of tea as far as entertainment goes. It's all very important work in the real world, and it's very important that those stories get out. But I also think that it's just never the kind of thing that I will seek out. I did enjoy watching it, however. Um, I definitely would put this, like, if you're putting this up against Aaron Brockovich, which is a very similar feel of movie, mm -hmm. I think this one's better. <laughs> I think this one is more like like Lindsay was saying I think that the characters are so compelling and and feel so real that you care about them in a different way than you do in Aaron Brockovich mm -hmm. but it's a very similar sort of movie it's you know fighting against the big guy getting people sick and just different ways in which that happens. It's definitely more ambivalent because, like Lindsay was saying, they don't specifically say one way or the other. The movie does not take a stand specifically on was she murdered or was it an accident. And it's possible that it was an accident and the company took advantage of the accident to get rid of her stuff. Or yeah. It's totally possible she was murdered. But this movie, like... Aaron Brockovich wraps it up in a much prettier package than yeah. this movie does where it just kind of ends. And you yeah. don't really know. There's a lot of, you know, sort of ambiguity in how you could interpret the events and the story. And some people don't like that. I particularly like that. I find that that's, while I don't love the sort of political stuff, I love a movie with an ambiguous ending. I love sitting with that feeling of like, I wonder how it really went down and, and not having someone give their opinion of it. Um, so that that really did it for me. I think that I was shocked by Cher again, like Lindsay said. Yeah. Um, uh, when I saw Cher's name in the opening title sequence, I was prepared for a very different kind of Cher. Her character was my favorite character in the movie. Um I think Meryl Streep did a great job. I think that pretty much everyone did a great job. Kurt Russell definitely did a great job. Um, mm -hmm. But I think Cher's, Cher's performance was my favorite, which is not a thing I'd ever think <laughs> that I would say. Um, but I really like her character. I like 
how they handle the sort of gay aspect of it without making a big deal of a gay aspect of it. Um, I just love the relationship between the three of them, the sort of dynamic of this couple and their, you know, roommate who is best friends, but also in love (laughs) with one of them. And I, I think that it felt very realistic um, in the way that that was handled and the way that they interacted with one another. Um, also, interesting things like the way they're just casually selling weed on the side and stuff. And it's like, very, like <laughs> yes, very casually thrown in there. Like they don't do anything with it. They just put it out there that like. Uh, The only note that I made while watching the whole movie. So towards the beginning, the old lady is talking about uh, she's talking with Meryl Streep about um, her daughter. Like, Everyone talks, no, everyone talks about you. Oh, and yeah. But I don't mind. I don't mind the pot stuff. And then she said, and I don't mind that kind of sex. And I wrote down, what kind of what sex kind of are sex? they having that everybody is talking about? <laughs> I, I assume extramarital is what they're talking about, that she's, like, slept around with some people. Yeah. Or they are not married uh, kind of stuff. But when she said, I don't mind the pot, no one cares about that, and and that kind of sex. um, I was like, what kind of sex are they having that everyone at work talks about it? (laughs) Well, that that is one of the things that the company used to try and discredit her when she was testifying to, like, the um, Atomic Commission and stuff was that she was a slut, you know, like in the terms of that she slept around and they, so they make a point of that couple times in the movie. I mean, stuff like she flashes them at work and then, you know, even the really, I was like, Whoa, when Cher did the line of uh, Meryl Streep saying like, what if somebody, you know, came in and raped me and Cher was like, who could rape you that you haven't already slept with? And I was like, yeah, that definitely wouldn't work. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Movie made now could not say that line. Um, That took me back quite a bit. But yeah, that was one of the accusations that the company used to like discredit her was that she was a loose woman. So, yeah. I mean, they make it very clear in the movie that she's sleeps around, which is fine. Claire says that uh, she took that kind of sex to mean the character assuming that the three of them are polyamorous because they all live together and everyone knows that. And I Hmm. believe... So that's definitely possible. possible. That's not, yeah. that was not what I, that's not what I assumed, but that's yeah. definitely well, a take that's valid. Cher's character was not a real person, whereas Kurt Russell's character was. So, like. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's everything. I think Lindsay covered most of how I felt about this. This is definitely not my kind of movie. And I would say that if you are if you did not enjoy Aaron Brockovich, you probably will not enjoy this movie. Um, But the performances are exceptional. Yeah. Meryl Streep started filming this less than a week after wrapping Sophie's Choice. I just have to say that is an intense year that she had going straight from Sophie's Choice to this with less than a week break in between. It was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) What does that do to a person, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta, ha- it's gotta take a toll. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. 
So this is what you said, Whitney, is is very good. And it's a good jumping off point for me that also that this is 100 percent not a movie that I would uh, it's not my jam. Right. Mm -hmm. That said, literally what carried me through this was the three of our three leads actually disappearing into these characters like mm -hmm. there there came a point where i didn't actually even see share anymore and that is mm -hmm. like i can't tell you how rare that is for me because <laughs> yeah. I, mm -hmm. I just for me personally like and and it, it's all three of them right where mm -hmm. eventually you're not looking at meryl streep anymore and i think that is 100 percent what pulled me through this movie there's a lot here that's very interesting the, uh, like stories and, and it's multi-tiered too it's like stories about uh class and probably the if i mean you two can back me up on this or not but like uh, very clearly to me sexism in the workplace mm -hmm. um the loss or, or like what's important and good about unions right and, you know that mm -hmm. sort of thing and then the obvious like corporate fuckery that just just has just persisted in the years since, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> so like fighting oh, the man. Yeah. I I love that stuff. Gotten worse instead of better. I mean, the one of the two names, uh, uh, the name of the company is escaping me right now, but it's two guys' names, and one mm -hmm. of them became a senator literally just to write the like energy regulation oversight rules <sighs> and was very upfront about the fact that that's one of the reasons he was like gone to the Senate and stuff. So it's just like every level of total corporate cronyism and, you know, <laughs> right. uh, definitely classist. I mean, she, one thing that they didn't include in this part of her story is before she became a union rep, which she was the first woman to ever join uh, the Atomic Labor Union or like be a rep for it. Not obviously join it, but be, be yeah. elected as a representative um, was that there was a strike where they were striking for better pay and safer conditions. And they literally brought in 18 year old like farm hands to be strike breakers that they gave like a couple days worth of training to handle plutonium. Oh my God. Yeah. So I hate that. Really yeah. hate that. <laughs> so They couldn't keep any track of plutonium, literally enough to build four bombs the size of what we detonated over Hiroshima, went missing in a 20 year period from this plant and was later found on the, like some of it found on the black market. Like... Oh, great. They did not even scratch the surface of how messed up this plant was in real life. Yeah. It seems like <laughs> it just seemed not great overall. Yeah. And I think the movie does a really good job of conveying that very plainly, right? Mm -hmm. Uh mm -hmm. Let me s step back one sec and say the performance is 100%. If you want to see like top tier acting, this you cannot, you'd be hard pressed to do better than this film, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it also, the story itself sparked my curiosity about the real world events, which sometimes that isn't necessarily the case. I'll watch a movie like Aaron Brockovich and I'd be like, great, I feel like I got the gist of that. I, you know, no, mm -hmm. no further questions. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so this was the opposite of that. Uh, so I, you know, I did a little reading, but again, not too much. I didn't want to like 
potentially step on trivia or anything like that. So just real life stuff. So as long as Charles stays away from true life, I think we'll be fine. Lindsay, I'll follow up on your point. One thing that I I did not like about this movie was the cinematography. Now, hold for one second while I say that this movie was just so flat. Mm -hmm. And I think it was on purpose because that was one of the ways to make our actors pop. Right. Mm -hmm. But like there, I mean, the, the backgrounds might as well have just been beige as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) because like, (laughs) that's all I remember about what's happening visually in these scenes. So I always say that sometimes uh, in a, in a movie that's tough for me, great cinematography or great technical work can also pull me through. That mm-hmm. was not the case here. It literally rested solely on the actors. I think it was very competently shot. I like the visual storytelling, but like the lighting and, and the design of, of, of things like that, I wasn't too keen on. There's no panache. Let's put, let yeah. me put it that way. There's no like panache. It's just very, here's what it is. I think that was on purpose just to convey the sort of bleakness of the life of working in this place of not really having anywhere else to go. I think that that was, it was on purpose that it was like, this is not fun for anybody. Yeah. (laughs) Mission accomplished. If that was the, if that was the goal, because, oh my God. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I want to talk about the ending. And so Whitney, you like an ambiguous ending? I'm okay with an ambiguous ending. I just, I I wanted more from this. And by more, really, all I really would have liked is about the next week of like, uh, of how uh, Kurt Russell's character and Cher's character handled all of this. That's really kind of what I yeah. wanted. Because I was so invested in the two, in, in, the, in them as a trio that when yeah. one of them, is removed how what what effect does that have on the other two legs of the tripod so i i so desperately just wanted to you know they did the flashback which was literally just a scene we saw like moments before you know what i'm saying (laughs) it was like just the other coverage (laughs) of the same exact scene with kurt it just would have i think there would have been like a real gut punch not that it wasn't a gut punch but even more so to see what these other two were up to. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, I am just k- kind of pleasantly shocked at how much I enjoyed this, despite the fact that it is ob- so obviously not a movie that is within my wheelhouse. So yeah. there we go. Yeah. <sighs> Kurt was great. Kurt was great. Mm-hmm. And their their relationship dynamics were really great. Like, they felt like people in a real relationship. I, yeah, their chemistry was good and everything. Yeah, I couldn't help but, like, <laughs> I just, I think back to, like, uh, it seemed like they worked a lot, clearly. A lot, like, a lot of talk about doubles, <laughs> double mm-hmm. shifts and stuff like that. What did these people do when they weren't <laughs> working? Seemed like such a... I don't know. He, he like fixed cars. Uh, I was did... going to say, they raced cars on the weekends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they smoked joints and looked at the stars. And that's literally from like 
him talking about her after like she died. So yeah. they raced cars on the weekends and they smoked joints and watched the stars. Didn't really seem like there was many other options. They go to that diner like a couple of times. It seems to be the only other place anywhere yes. remotely near them. Like really? Yeah. I, it was like the, the union was like, this is like a great hobby. Like great. You, you got like, you're invested in something now. It was, um, yeah, that all that kind of storytelling that, I, that was a thing that I thought about. I was like, what are what do these people do when they're not doing this very dangerous kind of uh, unsupervised, unregulated work? <laughs> and the answer is not much. I do. I just thought of one more thing that I, I did want to say that I um, I appreciate the way in which the the gay element of this was handled. But I super, super appreciate seeing Kurt Russell go down on a woman in mm -hmm. a movie. You see that so rarely, so infrequently. One of the reasons you see it so rarely is it majorly jacks up your rating. Yeah. To see a woman um, receiving that's a, pleasure yeah, that's a, is like the highest thing. rating bar. Yeah, mm -hmm. We're, We don't have time to get into that right now. <laughs> 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 We're stay tuned for our bonus episode. <laughs> But like a dude getting a blowjob is like PG thirteen, and yeah. then a woman receiving pleasure makes it like X. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, a lot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's a, yes, documentaries about it. Go, <laughs> go, go! Watch a documentary. This about film ratings. is not yet rated. Is a great <laughs> okay. documentary yes. that you should all watch instead of listening to me just uh, one long sustained scream for like forty five minutes. Yeah, so. I just. <laughs> 45 minutes. I just yep. really appreciated seeing a man comfort a woman and then go down on her. I like Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. Whitney. That's a big deal. I want to make mm -hmm. a recommendation for you. If you haven't already heard this recommendation, maybe watch Ted Lasso. That's all I'm going to say. I, that's okay. all I'll say about it. I, okay. I don't know. It Just based on what you just said, that's all. I'm just going to throw that out there. Okay. You might be you might be a little resistant Sold. to, to the mean, way it, that yeah, that show it has looks. Made it on my list just because people keep talking about it in the same way as like uh, Parks and Rec and Shit's Creek and some shows like that that I really enjoy. So that definitely bumped it up my watch list. So yeah, it is easily in my top five shows of all time. Like and out wow. of basically out of nowhere. And again, yeah. <laughs> just not even did not think in a million years a show about. Soccer. Well, and more, but <laughs> yeah. that's how they pitch it. So, Well, the show being about soccer is the reason I hadn't watched it yet, but that I've heard only glowing things Same. about it. So, yeah. Same. You'd be surprised how little soccer there actually is, potentially. <laughs> well, that's good to know, because <laughs> I don't have a high tolerance for soccer. Likewise. So, yeah, we're in good company there. That's great. Oh, Claire actually said that's the, Whitney also, the... Uh, the rating for Siberia, the Keanu film, for the same exact reason, probably, for mm -hmm, the going mm -hmm, down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay, it's I, a got, whole I have thing. a documentary to watch now. You do. Yeah. No, should. watch this film is not yet rated. It is. You, yeah. you would enjoy that. Uh, yes, you should watch it if yes. you haven't. Okay, I haven't. I'm gonna. You add would it to find my it list. fascinating. 
and find out about how you can show a woman being raped and it's still okay for a 14-year-old, but you show a fully clothed woman experiencing an orgasm and that's a hard R. That's an NC-17. I don't like it. I already don't like it. I, yeah. I rate the content one star, but the documentary <laughs> probably five. But the Yes, the documentary is con excellent. Conceptually, I don't agree with this, <laughs> but I'll watch mm -hmm. it. Well, just how much this arbitrary group of people who have appointed themselves like the judges of our culture have shaped American culture. And like yeah. the way that we view violence and it's super fascinating. And I think and I think you yeah. I think you would get very, very into that documentary. All right. I'll I'll report back. I'll report back. We've well, still never watching. gotten your musical report, so you're falling behind. <laughs> I, I, I am, but that is not uh, that that has not gone un, unwatched. At least some of those. So yeah. I all right. I'll I'll, I'll combine. I'll, I'll I'll actually combine like a like a little bonus thing at the end, maybe, and we'll we'll get that together. <laughs> My musical report from from our episode on the one and only genuine original family band. <laughs> Hell's yeah! I did I did see them on Plex. I saw you downloaded them. Yeah, I just I go had, I go did not know right if in. you'd watch them. Yeah. Yeah. Vic, uh, yeah. I've, I've watched two out of the two out of the three. Victor Victoria. Okay. It's very good, actually. So you nailed that one. Uh -huh. Little yeah. little spoiler alert. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? What are I we mean, doing? We what are we talking about, about? Kurt Russell going down on Meryl <laughs> Streep, which I think could transition us into the next oh, question. That is a good one. Yeah. A brief yeah. moment of is he hot <laughs> in this one? <laughs> If you just want to know what movie is this you pretty in, that's a heavy burden for me alone to bear. Maybe just his character in the last one bugged me enough <laughs> that I didn't think he was as dreamy. He's very dreamy in this film. Is he hot in this one? You know, I think it's the reverb on your voice. I think I said just enough. <laughs> I, it might, I, we might be able to go for a little more, but I think it's just enough. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll. I'll open this question with uh, I, I, with not knowing the exact percentage, but I'll go out on a limb and say Kurt probably has his shirt off for almost as much as he has it on in this movie. Would that be a fair assessment? Mm, yes, that would be a it's, fair assessment. I think he may have close. it off more than he has more. it on. <laughs> right. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to swing too far, but I, it, it's definite. It's at least 50-50, maybe 60-40, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whitney, I got to ask, is he mm -hmm. hot in this one? Yes, he is. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he is. Roger even, even playing a banjo in front of a Confederate flag. <laughs> <laughs> It's undeniable, the magnetism. Undeniable. Um, his skin is so good in this one. His like, skin is very good know. in this one. His hair is definitely less uh, voluptuous than it has <laughs> been in, in recent films. Yeah. Um, but the especially the hottest moment, if anyone wants to keep track of this or fast forward, um, when he's breaking up with Meryl Streep and then gets out of the car. Yes, agree. And like walks back to her and is choked up and so full of emotion. And it's so very genuine, but also it's so hot. Yeah. That okay. was when he was the hottest was when he was like, like, I feel like there's two of you and I'm in love with one of them. One of them. Yeah. 
The other one's but a pain also in the when ass he got out of the car yeah. and walked back and he was like, <laughs> I loved the whole thing. Yeah. I loved all of it. It just can't keep going. But when he gets choked up and the way that he strides towards her with purpose and full of emotion, he's hottest in that particular moment of the film. All right. But yeah, he's okay. pretty dreamy in this one. Lindsay, I'm sure your feelings mirror similarly, yeah? Yes, check. He's hot. Also, I I feel like in this day of of MCU with the Hemsworths and the (laughs) whatever, it is very nice to see a guy being a babe who's not like, hasn't worked out and only eaten chicken breasts and cod for... A year leading up to this movie. Absolutely he's hot in a very yeah. realistic way. Like he's clearly in shape, but he's also a person. Um, yeah. And, and he's got, he's still, he looks a little like baby faced in this one and stuff in a way that he'd kind of moved away from in the last Carpenter movies, which I do think is really appropriate because the real life, like he was significantly younger than her. Um, which was part of the thing that was scandalous in town is that he was like oh. six or seven years younger than her. Um, mm. so, okay. and okay. she was very flattered cause she'd gotten out of her bad marriage, which, you know, and moved to this town to do that. And he talked about how attractive she was and she was wearing the like white jumpsuit for the plant. And she was like, well, if he thinks I'm hot in this, then <laughs> wait until he sees me like otherwise, you know, but yeah, he was, he was significantly younger than her, at least from the general opinion of the day, you know, that it was. Okay. 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 Did you, did you, I, I think, I'll go ahead and say yes. I think it was a pretty interesting choice to, uh, you know, pour a beer over his head and shirtless body. Um, that was a pretty interesting choice. Yeah, uh, an interesting choice. Yeah. I, I found the uh, execution and the, and the, the brazen, I, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just, I was like, I don't either. Where are you going with this? That's attractive. That act, even though at its core, it's the exact opposite of attractive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. But, he I like mean, went for something, but that, it, it doesn't make any yeah. goddamn sense. You know, like, <laughs> like now There's you're just covered been, like, in beer. Research into why like things covered in liquid are sexy to us and stuff. And it's because it gives us an idea, like our brains process like liquid or oil or water, why everybody uh-huh. like shots of people coming out of the water and stuff. It helps us process the texture of like, or like the flow of fluid over a surface, like makes us easier able to picture what it would feel like to touch that surface. Ah. It's like a way that our brains process, which is why would we want to make people sexy, we douse them in liquids. <laughs> yeah, well that checks out. Well, yeah, and in all of cinema, okay. I understand now. Because it gives uh, us like a textural feel me. of what the, yeah, like <laughs> would feel like to run your hands over them. Right. So. Okay. So through his hair and down his chest, that's basically where the beer kind of like went. That is where went. the beer went. Yeah. And then he went back out to work on a car. So All there you go. sticky. Right. He didn't, it was a lot. He, he drank hockey. about three sips of the beer and then he poured the <laughs> almost the rest of the can on himself. So couldn't have been more refreshing than drinking the beer. Not even close. So there you go. There you go. That's unanimous, as, as it almost always has been. Uh, mm-hmm. hot We've been fairly consistent, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to steal 
what was this turn of phrase from last episode? Let's do a capitalism. Mm -hmm. I like that so much. I'm going to, I'm going to keep saying that one. (laughs) I want to talk about Skillshare again. Skillshare. I am sad to say that because I have not been really receptive to the uh, script ideas that they have given me, that I have been (laughs) underselling this deal because I just archive those. (laughs) If it doesn't have... (laughs) If it doesn't have how many referrals we, we put, I, I just archive it. I don't care. Uh, it turns out that our deal is for a month of Skillshare for free. Yeah. <laughs> I've been underselling it for just like 14 days or 15 days or something. So for a whole month, you could sign up and be a part of this thing where you learn essentially whatever you want. I don't know if you could yeah. learn how to work in a plutonium plant necessarily. Again, I feel like there's probably some regulations involved there, but... uh, Mm -hmm. Not if you worked for this particular plant, but one now I would hope that there's Right, exactly, exactly. But maybe how to touch up negatives. Yeah, (laughs) if you are a film (laughs) photographer and you need to touch up negatives for whatever reason, nefarious or otherwise, I'm sure you could learn how to do that on Skillshare. Lots of classes on photography, lots of classes on design, video, podcasting, all sorts of stuff. You could learn it all. Again, I, I, I undersold it uh, in, the, in my copy, which I did, I don't know, episode five. They've, update, they've since updated it to 38,000 classes. So, oh my God, there's 8,000 more classes. It's a lot of bargain. Yeah, yeah. that's good deal. On what? God only knows everything. The great thing that I like about Skillshare, in a nutshell, uh, great outlines. You know what you're getting into. You're paying one monthly fee that's pretty low uh, to essentially, you could learn a whole smattering of things in mm-hmm. a month, truly, if you budget your time and you know Unlimited have knowledge. the time and budget it. Yeah. The only thing that's going to slow you down is you. Yeah. How motivated are you? Really? Mm-hmm. That's what I've been doing. So I am actually also in the process of uh, getting together my next class for Skillshare. I have one on there currently. Uh, we could learn some video editing, do some stuff like that. I realized I checked in on that class because it's 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 a little automated. It, it's all pre-recorded and you just go and you watch and you learn. I have taught 6,500 people on that platform just with wow. that one class. So that's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, I had not checked in in a little bit on the number. And I was like, holy, that's a lot of people. Uh, if you would like to give it a shot, whether you're learning from me or learning from someone else, you go to 1224.com slash Skillshare. It's in the show notes. It's also on an advanced podcast client. Just tap on the artwork right now. It'll take you there. It'll be my invite code. It'll say, Andrew has invited you. You sign up. You get a free month now. It's not even 14 days. It's a whole month. You have no excuse. You could learn a lot in a month. That's so much time. You could learn so much. Yeah. And then if you want, it's $15 a month to month after that, or like $8 and some change if you pay annually, if you prepay for the whole year, which is a pretty decent deal if you're asking me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. So 1224.com slash Skillshare. I've been underselling it. It's incredible. That's it. Capitalism, Capitalism. completed. <laughs> I was literally going to say the same thing. 
<laughs> and scene for capitalism. <laughs> That's a wrap for capitalism. Oh, if only we had that power. <laughs> <laughs> if only. If only. <laughs> Maybe we wouldn't have so much corporate fuckery if we had that kind of power. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe the maybe we do have the power, but we just don't have the, you know, we just don't have the uh, the will. Is that it? As a society? Oh, I have the will. Well, yeah, as a society I mean, at large. Well, sure. Okay. If you're extending the we out to the, you know, human race, the, then yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the we, yeah. I'd have no doubt that we, lowercase w, sure. But there it is. There it is. Okay. I think it's time for mm. something wonderful. Uh, are you both ready? I am. I'm ready. I was oh. born ready. Oh my God. Let's <laughs> do this. Figure it out, asshole. We're going to find out who's who. I mean, I'd peg us at a D minus for this kind of thing. Keeping you at a disadvantage is an advantage I intend to keep. Think you can win on talent alone? You don't have enough talent to win on talent alone. I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Ask about horses again, I'll slap you red. <laughs> hey! That was fun! <laughs> My favorite part is the asking about horses line. It was like, you could tell I was like running low on material. I was like, what's a thing that he could like say? <laughs> I don't think we've ever been asked about horses so far. So not so far, that. but but we haven't <laughs> hit we haven't hit full cowboy yet. I mean, there's it's been quite true. a bit of cowboy, but there's yeah, more cowboy get coming into, up. We're going to get into it. <laughs> uh, this is figure it out, asshole. If you haven't uh, guessed, this is our quiz show where the host will ask each of us three questions. If one of us uh, gets the answer wrong, the other participants have a chance to steal, assuming they remember the remaining answers. And our master of ceremonies will fill us in on any other rules that pop up along the way. So without further ado, coming to you live from the void, it's Charles Nolan. Hello, everybody. Hi, Charles. Hey. How is everyone doing today? Doing all right, Charles. How about you? I'm doing quite well. It's good to hear. It's good to hear. Is everyone ready for some trivia? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. I have a feeling Lindsay's going to crush this one, <laughs> just based on how much she's already <laughs> just already put out there information spouting. Yeah, I <laughs> was listening in, and yes, it does seem like that is likely the case. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Oh wait, uh, before we get started, let's try this. <laughs> Uh, Lane Train is going to pop in for 30 seconds, but here we go. Lane Train, you got to say something to Charles. Uh, you're on. Go. All right, Charles, I just want to tell you something. You are a better game show host than Pat Sajak and Mr. Jeopardy himself. I mean, the man cannot be beaten. I'm going to say you should take over Jeopardy right now. Bang, baby. Yes. Bang. Agreed. That Third is agree. Very, very kind of you, Lane Train. Thank you. <laughs> My <For> man. Words. <laughs> it's, it's the pressure's on this side of the phone, guys. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Thank you, Lane Train. Jeopardy in the void is the question. <laughs> I don't know what that is. 
<laughs> I'll send you some clips, Charles. I'll send you some clips. You'll know what an honor it is. I do have one question, and that is, what is Jeopardy? He's <laughs> <laughs> very astute. <laughs> I'll take my answer offline. First question goes to Lindsay. According to the sign that we see on the road in the opening credits, how many miles is it to Crescent? Is it three, four, five, or six? Uh, three. That is incorrect. <laughs> Steel. Whitney. Six. That is incorrect. <laughs> I don't like this. Uh -oh. Steel. Andrew. Five. That is incorrect. No! no! I don't like that. It's too uncomfortable. Starting off strong with a point for the void. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Moving on to Whitney. Yes. Which number box is Karen working on when the trainee tour comes by? Is it box one, two, three, or four? Box three. That is incorrect. Steel. Is this how the void wins? <laughs> I believe I heard Lindsay steal. Yes. Box two. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Nicely done. All right. Moving on to Andrew. Okay. Effective July 1st. What is the new price of all cigarettes? <laughs> oh boy. Is it 45 cents, 60 cents, 85 cents, or a dollar? God damn it. I already forgot the first two. Uh, 85 cents. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> oh. That was pure luck. I was like... You remembered the only one you needed, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Luck does count, so congratulations. <laughs> Back up to the top with Lindsay. Cher described working with Kurt Russell as being with what kind of family member? Was it a father, a brother, a cousin, or a son? A cousin. That is incorrect. <laughs> Steel? Whitney. Brother? Like a bossy brother. Yeah. That there is correct. Go. There you go. Mm -hmm. And back to Whitney for the next yes. question. Present. Present is not one of the options. <laughs> <laughs> what brand of beer does Drew drink throughout the movie. God damn it. Is it Budweiser, Yingling, Shiner, or Coors? Shiner. That is incorrect. <sighs> Steel. Steel. <laughs> I heard Lindsay first. Damn it. Coors? It was Coors. There it is. That's what I was thinking. I was like, 
think Bud's a little too ostentatious for most movies. It's like <laughs> that I, can't. I would that have can't noticed always, if it was Bud. Yeah, that can't always has a lot going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to Andrew. When the real life Karen Silkwood set off the radiation alarm when entering work, how many times above the safe limit was her contamination level? Was it 20 times, 30 times, 40 times, or 50 times above the safe limit? I've... I want to say 40. Is that your actual so, guess, or is that just what you want to say? I, 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 uh, 40. Yes, yeah, 40. That is correct. Yes. Uh, I was nice. so poised to steal that one of you. I am confident that you were. I could feel Lindsay, like, vibrating on the other end of this call. Back up to Lindsay. After Karen tells the union about the doctored negatives, we see a marching band. The color guard is waving their flags around. What colors, plural, were on the flags? Were they red, white, and blue, yellow, white, and blue, red, green, and white, or yellow, green, and white? Uh, red, green, and white? That is incorrect. Steel. Whitney. Yellow, green, and white? That is incorrect. (laughs) Wait. Red, white, and blue. That is incorrect. No! No! They were yellow, white, and blue. I lost the I lost the thread after red, white, and blue. (laughs) That's a tough one. Void is doing uncomfortably well. Yeah, the void's doing better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay, save us. (laughs) Moving on to Andrew. Okay. Which site did Karen ask to stop in front of while visiting DC? Was it the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, the Jefferson Memorial, or the World War I Memorial? Uh, the Lincoln Memorial. That is correct. Yeah. Nice. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to Lindsay. When sitting outside thinking and drinking, what liquor is Drew drinking? Was it Crown Royal? Tennessee Williams, Jack Daniels, or Jim Beam? Think it was Tennessee Williams. That is incorrect. Steel. Whitney. Jim Beam. That is correct. She knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. When it comes to uh, ethanol, (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Whitney. Yes. How many hours does Karen say that her antihistamines clear out your nasal passages? <laughs> Was it all day, 12 hours, the whole shift, or 24 hours? 12 hours. That is correct. 
Dang, no hesitation. You knew no, it. No, I knew that one. All right. I was All one right. of the few that I was like, oh, I remember before he even finish gives us the options, but I didn't want to jump on it because I didn't want the point, the void to get any more points. That is smart. <laughs> <laughs> For the last question of regulation, figure it out, asshole. Andrew. All right. According to Cher, what did Meryl Streep do on set that drove Cher insane? Oh. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Did she cook all her own food, sing the same song over and over again, iron her own clothes, or ate only egg salad sandwiches? Oh my gosh. Oh. Oh. Those are That's all. That's definitely the most annoying of the bunch, yeah. in my opinion. That, that affects piece. everyone, the egg salad. Uh, dang. Um, singing seems... I'm going mm, to say cook all her own food. That is incorrect. God damn it. Uh, steel? Lindsay. Egg salad sandwiches? That is incorrect. <laughs> Steel. Whitney. Sing the same song. That is incorrect. No. <laughs> she ironed all of her own clothes. Uh, Who does that? Meryl Streep said that it gave her peace. Cher said that she doesn't know what gave her peace, but it sure wasn't ironing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Cher. I believe that about Cher. Yeah. Oh boy. As we move to the bonus round, which has four questions in it, the score is Lindsay two, Whitney three, Andrew three, The Void three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care for this. Oh no. I am very excited. <laughs> I don't know if we're prepared on the show for. I am. No one is prepared for The Void winning. I and am. they were never heard from again. <laughs> okay. Now, for the bonus round, as regular listeners will know, the questions are not posed to any one player. They are simply asked and players buzz in to guess the correct answer. Let's hear everybody's buzzer sound starting with Lindsay. Ding, ding, ding. And Whitney. Me. And Andrew. Fantastic. Bonus round question number one. How many strings are on the banjo that Drew plays? Oh. Is it three, four, five, or six? Ding, ding, ding. Lindsay. Four? That is incorrect. <laughs> Me? I heard Andrew first. I'm going to go with all of them. Six. That is incorrect. <laughs> okay, now me. Whitney. Three. That is incorrect. No. <laughs> Wait. It was a five-string banjo. Are we throwing this thing, team? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this is unprecedented. Charles really is. is reveling in this a little bit, I think. <laughs> 
I don't know what Christmas is, but I feel like this is my Christmas. <laughs> it's something uh. I've heard people say, and I think I understand it. <laughs> oh, boy. Bonus round question number two. There's a poster in Karen's bathroom of a monkey hanging from a tree limb that says, hang in there, blank is coming. What's in the blank? Is it the weekend, Friday, salvation, or five o'clock? Ding, ding, ding. Lindsay. Five o'clock? That is incorrect. Oh boy. <laughs> I guess me. Whitney. Salvation? That is incorrect. Oh my God. Oh boy, this is rough, you guys. <laughs> uh, Andrew, I'm going with Friday. That is correct. Yes. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Oh my God. I'm sweating bullets over here. <laughs> I've got like flop sweat happening. Boy, okay. cannot win. Okay. If that's the way you feel, may I suggest? <laughs> Get good, scrub. (laughs) (laughs) Charles. Bonus round, question number three. (laughs) By how many votes did they win the union election? Was it seven, 14, 21, or 28? Ding, ding, ding. Lindsay. 21? That is correct. All right. Nice. Okay. For the final question, unless we need a tiebreaker. How does it work? The score is currently three to three to four to four. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I don't know. The Nelsons have three. Andrew and the Void have four. (laughs) I don't understand. How do you tiebreak with the Void? I don't. You have to get it right. On the money. We'll cross that bridge if when we come to it. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, boy. The bonus round final question is, how much did the producers pay for the character rights from Sherry Ellis, whose character was renamed Dolly in the movie played by Cher? Was it... $53,700, $67,000, or $100,000. Oh my God. I hope you two got the first two. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Lindsay. $53,700, I don't remember the end. That is incorrect. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, okay. Uh, Andrew. $67,500. That is correct. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) 
another day. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, that's the closest it's ever been by a long shot. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. With a final score of three to three to four to five, your winner is Andrew. Oh my god, it was hard for the team. I have never been happier for Andrew to win a trivia no. than I am right now. Andrew won for all humanity today. Yeah. I I don't I, I don't even I thought I had fanfare. I don't even want to play it. It was too close. I don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. Oh my god. A win is a win is a win. You deserve it. It's without true. question. We should, we should celebrate this. Thank moment. you. I don't actually have the fanfare. <laughs> so uh yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll I'll put it I'll insert it right here. And you were meant to be here tonight. Yeah! I did it! <laughs> you did. <laughs> Huzzah. 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 Oh my god. <laughs> and now it's time for Figure It Out Audience. Where I ask our listeners trivia questions and they get the opportunity to tweet the answers to me and get shouted out on the next episode. Last episode, the figure out figure it out audience questions were Whose shadow is it that we see when the dog walks into the room early on? At Claire Marinello correctly guessed that that was the dog trainers. Oh. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Our second question was how large is McCready's hat that he wears <laughs> when piloting the helicopter? The choices were very large, comically large, or absurdly large. And again, Claire Marinello correctly got that it was comically large. <laughs> well done, Claire. Claire's on top of it. Unbelievable. We have two questions for figured out audience for Silkwood. If you think you know the answer, tweet to me at the Nolan T H E N O W L I N on Twitter, and if you're right, I will give you a shout out in the next episode. Question number one: There's a thermometer on the porch of the house that Karen, Dolly, and Drew live in. What chocolate-covered product is advertised on the thermometer? And question number two, what airline did the crew take to go to Los Alamos? Tweet to me and see if you get it right. There you go. There you go. Whew. Team, you know, I got to give it up for Charles for crafting Charles, a rather yes. difficult round of trivia for us. Mm-hmm. I felt I, I felt I lived through that, you know. I felt yeah, that. No, that was that was a thing. That was Charles the thing that we made all, us work for that one. The adrenaline is still pumping. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it comes through in the recording how nail bitingly close it was. <laughs> yeah. I could hear all of you sweating. <laughs> Good. Good. But, but is that a void thing or an auditory thing? A little mm. bit of both. Okay. <laughs> the void. It's all around. Look around you. It's all around us. Mm-hmm. Charles, thanks again for doing this. 
uh, I know it can't be easy. So uh, thank you for the questions for us and the audience. Thank you so much again for letting me do this. This is literally the only thing that I do. <laughs> Still appreciate it. Still appreciate it. All right, we'll, we'll catch you on the next one. Sounds good. Next time, maybe the void will win. No! no! I feel very nervous. I, ha I have to prepare I'm a contingency very for nervous. that. <laughs> we gotta... <laughs> How do you yes. prepare for the void winning? Like, that's not I, a thing you can prepare for. It's true. Maybe some... Some ominous tones, you know? There already like, are ominous tones when they get a yeah. when the void gets a point. I was say, I feel like that void sound effect is getting scarier all the time. I know. <laughs> it gets louder every time I play it. It, it definitely had more weight hearing it the <laughs> second and third times in this episode. What is going on? Okay. Whew. Palette cleanse. We're through. The worst. The worst is over. It's all. It's, it's all downhill from here. Uh, this is my movie. I'm going to use the Wikipedia uh, plot synopsis. I highly recommend. I have a uh, article that I found. I will link it in the show notes that uh, talks about more of the real life stuff. Not that this doesn't. I'm just saying. If you were interested in learning a little bit more, I found a very interesting article that I didn't even finish because, again, I didn't want to step on trivia. Turns out, barely did it, barely passed trivia anyway. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Silkwood. Uh, Karen Silkwood, a worker at the Kerr-McGee Cimarron fuel fabrication site, great name, by the way, shares a mm -hmm. ramshackle house with two co-workers, her boyfriend Drew Stevens and her lesbian friend Dolly Pelliker. She makes mocks, that's M, capital M-O-X, fuel rods for nuclear reactors, where she deals with the threat of exposure to radiation. She has become a union activist concerned that corporate practices may adversely affect the health of workers. She is also engaged in a conflict with her former common law husband in an effort to have more time with their three children. Uh, that part of the story, um, it added a lot... I think it added something to her character, but I don't think it would have subtracted anything if it wasn't there. Do you do you both agree with that? Yeah, I I mean, I think I think you need some establishing of who these people are outside of work. And the yeah. fact that like Dolly comes along for no reason and all that, I think, adds a lot. But I also think that you probably could have built that without the stuff. The kids yeah. stuff. But I do think that the kids stuff is in there because the kids are the ones who got money from the settlement. True. Yeah, that checks out then. Yeah. They were all pretty good, too. So, I mean, at being little chaos and being machines. children. And being yeah, kids. Being, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tiny agents of chaos. Uh, because the plant has ostensibly fallen behind on a major contract fabricating MOX fuel rods for a breeder reactor at the Hanford site, employees are required to work long hours and weekends of overtime. She believes that managers are falsifying safety reports and cutting corners wherever possible, risking the welfare of personnel. Karen approaches the union with her concerns and becomes active in lobbying for safeguards. She travels to Washington, D.C. to testify before the Atomic Energy Commission. 
She interacts with union officials who appear to be more interested in the publicity she is generating than her welfare and that of her co-workers. When Silkwood and other workers become contaminated by radiation, plant officials try to blame her for the incident. When she sees weld sample radiographies of fuel rods being retouched to hide shoddy work, and that records of inadequate safety measures had been altered, she decides to investigate further herself. Complications arise in her personal life when Angela, a funeral parlor beautician, joins the household (laughs) as Dolly's lover. Unable to deal with Silkwood's obsession with gathering evidence and suspecting her of infidelities, Drew moves out. Those feel like two different thoughts that kind of just, I mean, I guess that's the order of operations that happens there but i mean he did get all huffy when he saw her posing in those pictures with the guy from the atomic energy commission Mm -hmm. um and stuff yeah but they didn't really do anything with that they kind of like set it up to be a thing but then it didn't really go anywhere (laughs) it's true it's true (laughs) uh once she feels she has gathered sufficient documentation which she has been doing we see her do through a series of like uh, kind of clever maneuverings here, I think, especially with mm-hmm. the pills in the drawer. I thought that was spot on. Uh, Silkwood contacts a reporter from the New York Times and arranges a nighttime meeting. In the film's final moments, Silkwood leaves a union meeting, carrying documentation of her findings on her way to meet with a journalist. She sees approaching headlights in her rearview mirror. The scene fades out. As the lights draw up so close that they distract and blind her, preventing her from seeing the road ahead. The scene fades in again on the aftermath of her fatal one-car crash. There are no documents to be found in the car wreck. Finn, the end. That's um, the movie. That's it. That's it. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they killed her, you know. Yeah. I'll be the I'll be the one. I mean, I will say, even if they didn't run her off the road, there is good evidence that her two uh, high dose contamination of plutonium alarms that went off before, you know, like that there is evidence that somebody, whether it was plant management or one of her coworkers who didn't like what she was doing, that she was intentionally dosed with uh radioactive material um because they found it like on the inside of her glove in the glove box when the glove wasn't like ruptured or anything then definitely looks like she was dosed with two enough to kill you (laughs) doses eventually anyway so whether they drove her off the road or not somebody did definitely try and kill her yeah, they it, there was a death sentence either way. Mm-hmm, one mm-hmm. more one quick and one very slow and potentially painful. So, we are at a very fun part of the show where we uh make our recommendations for this movie, Whitney. We we are at that part. Do you recommend this movie? I do recommend this movie. I recommend this movie with the caveat of it's not my kind of movie and I still enjoyed it. But if it's also not your kind of movie, think about whether or not you're interested in the performances carrying you through the this film. But yes, I recommend it. All right. All right. Lindsay, do you recommend this movie? I do, especially if you're looking for something with like really realistic, grounded character drama kind of thing, then I would absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also going to recommend this movie. Um 
you might think that uh, Meryl Streep is a mid-level actress, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> oh, oh boise. If that's but, true, you, Link Train, can start your own podcast talking about that. You could do a no. whole Meryl Street is overrated podcast. Yeah, hop on the Discord. We'll set up a room for you. <laughs> you can record in the just chilling room if you want. I don't care. The, surprisingly, not, I guess not surprisingly, these are all like powerhouse actors, but um, just incredibly strong performances from these three. Uh, just unlike really anything I may have seen since. So this is the most interesting part for me. I'm very curious. Where is this going to go on our rankings for this one? Let's start with Lindsay, because this will be your fifth ranked movie for us of, of what you've yes. seen. So yes. uh, you currently have The Thing, Escape from New York. Now you see him, now you don't. The one and only genuine original. One and only genuine original family band. (laughs) Pulling up the rear. I think you could probably guess based on my conversation about this movie that this is going to come in at number three. This is going to be right underneath Escape from New York and before Now You See Him, Now You Don't. There you go. Okay. That's a, that's a, that's high up there still. I mean, that's a, that's great. I love that. Okay. Andrew. Oh, you're going to you're going to put me. Okay. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Andrew, where do you put this in your rankings? All right. First of all, I'm an asshole and I have to put the thing at number 1. Okay. There we go. Great. I'm going to put this. Are you ready? Mhm. I'm going to put this at my number 3 spot. <laughs> <laughs> It just barely knocked out used cars. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> used cars out of the water. Um, it's not even. It's not even close. Yeah, it it fits solidly in the number three spot, uh, and that is literally only because the thing and Escape from New York are extremely my shit when it comes to movies. That's like a style of movie, but Silkwood mm-hmm. very strong contender. Very strong contender. Whitney, Mm -hmm. where are you putting it? Well, this may come as a shock to everybody, but I'm putting it in the number three spot. Oh! Radical! Radical! Wait a minute! (laughs) Higher than tennis shoes? No. (laughs) (laughs) So it is still, it's unanimous amongst the three of us that it goes The Thing, Escape from New York, and then Silkwood. Mm -hmm. At this point, undisputedly the top three Kurt Russell films. I, mm-hmm. You know, th- that does feel good. We would have to, uh, I think it's safe to say, we haven't had Eric rank his, but I I'm, I assume it's safe to say that his first two are The Thing and Escape from New York as well. And I'd be curious if where he would rank this, but given his current list, probably number three. <laughs> so <laughs> is it better than Tennis Shoes and Super Dad? Uh, I'll let Eric decide. That's good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a solid spot for that. I love it. I love it. It has been logged as such. Uh, Let's talk about next week. Uh, Whitney, this will be your movie. You're going to be walking us through a film called Swing Shift, Mm -hmm. which, if I'm recalling correctly, none of us have seen. Correct. Never even heard of it before you came up with the list for this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, we're in the same boat there. Never even heard of the film. So I'm going to go in blind to this one. 
I had I had pre-written kind of the notes and the cast and all that stuff up to Silkwood this season. So uh, I'll do another block of of movies where I just kind of grab the nitty gritty type stuff. But so I have no idea who stars in Swing Shift. I have no idea what it's about or anything. So that'll be pretty exciting. I think pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm I'm hyped for it. We're we're in a good stretch. So far, so good. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the, 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 a very positive thing <laughs> is that uh, all of these movies are easily findable. Right <laughs> when yes, you, when we have a tough time, be. yeah, <laughs> we have a tough Accessible time getting a movie, movie block. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't know. Maybe it was like Whitney <laughs> says. Sometimes they're lost for a reason. Uh, yeah. We're on a good run, though, right now. If you so. have to, like, smuggle them into the country in a loaf of bread. <laughs> on a VCD it's, Yeah, South it's probably Korea. for a reason. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. So that'll be great. And uh, that's next episode. I think we fulfilled our promise on the last one of doing next week, which is great. So we're, up, we're almost two is a, what's that? Two is a coincidence, three is a pattern, something like that. We're in the coincidence phase right now. Mm-hmm. If we if mm-hmm. we go next week, it'll be a pattern. We're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until we'll then, back. we're done. We did it. It's over. Lindsay, <laughs> where can people find and keep up with you on the internet in the meantime? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, and on Instagram at Lindsay Cameron Nelson. Uh, my other podcast is Historical Hotties, where you can hear Whitney and I talking about the hottest people in history. And my gelato theme for this month is Myths and Legends of the Sea. So all of the gelatos are inspired by sea monsters and mermaids and pirates. So it's a fun time. Incredible. It is a fun time. I'm very I into can, the theme this month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can it. highly recommend. <laughs> I'm going to mix it up this week. And I'm oh. going to say, follow me on TikTok. What? Mm. I am at Whitney Nelson Zero. It is still mostly her pets, but you can see it, it is still motion. mostly my pets. It is far <laughs> less foodstagramming, though. So if, if food is not your thing, but watching my animals be derpy is, follow me on TikTok. There you go. Do, do they have? I've only made like, like five videos. I'm way too. I'm way too old for TikTok, but I'm I'm on it anyway. Can you fit? Can you put the filters on the animals? Does mm-hmm. that work? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Might have to sign up for TikTok then, I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. Andrew, where can they find you? See you on TikTok. Not on TikTok. Not not yet, <laughs> at least. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Are the two uh, two primary places at Dark Driving. Um. I have been burning through my backlog of movies and television shows to watch, and I post little reviews on my Twitter about them. I recently finished Hacks on HBO starring Gene Smart, and it's an incredible show. I recommend it to everybody. It really affected me in a positive way. I really, really enjoyed that show. I highly recommend it. Um, You can see more about me talking about that on my Twitter, but go, uh, go there if you want to. And that's it. And in the Discord, 1224.com slash Discord, of course, do that. It's time to press a button. Uh, Where's mm-hmm. the button? There it is. It's a good, good button. I love it. 
Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Lane Train. Lane Train rates uh, Silkwood at his number five Kurt Russell film. So there you go. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, in the immortal words of Jack Burton, sit tight, hold the fort, and keep the home fires burning. <laughs> <laughs>